Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. The head of Showtime Sports, Steven Espinosa, said a fight between Cecilia Breakus and Clarissa Shields doesn't seem feasible due to the weight differences. However, the Ali Shields fight is a real thing. As with most fights, money's the greatest factor as to if it'll happen or not. At UFC 248, Brian Ortega was taken out for slapping Korean musician Jay Park. Here's what the Korean zombie who was using Park as an interpreter had to say about that. And of course, I will be editing this for journalistic purposes. You know, we here at MTV Sports do our level best as uh, Christians not to use offensive language. So I'll be omitting some of the uh, F-bombs that Korean Zombie dropped. Okay, here's what he had to say. You're such a coward for slapping a musician, not a fighter. If you plan this to fight me and use my name because people don't remember your name anymore, then I congratulate you. It worked. I will fight you and I will knock you out and your face will be bloody. Now your face stays in my mind and I will mess you up in the cage. I hope you won't run away from me again. End quote. Roger Mayweather, the original Black Mamba, died at the age of 58. The team stated that he passed due to diabetic complications. His memorial service was shown online this past Saturday, March the 28th. Before a third fight with Wilder and Fury can take place, there may be another kind of fight that Fury will have to engage in. Both Tyson and his cousin Huey tested positive for Nandrolone about five years ago. They claimed it was due to some boar meat that they ate. A farmer verified it, but has recently recanted his statements, saying that he never raised or provided the fighters with boar meat. He claimed he was paid off to say this, and since he didn't get his payment, now he's squealing. Pardon the pun. The biggest question about all of this is why now? Why not after the first Wilder fight or the two subsequent fights on ESPN? Supposedly, this was wild boar meat. How's it wild when you're raising it and possibly giving it steroids? All of this is suspect, but it bears watching as it could impact future matches. The Nevada State Athletic Commission made the following statement as they were scheduled to hold a session this past week. Please be advised that due to the ongoing concern and consideration of health and safety of the public in regard to COVID-19 virus, 
the regular monthly meeting of the Nevada Athletic Commission scheduled for Wednesday, March 25, 2020 at 9 a.m. has been canceled. The commission will determine at a later date when the next regularly scheduled meeting will be held. End quote. So it's unclear when they will reconvene. And for fight fans, when they will sanction bouts again. This has a huge impact on boxing as it's the preferred destination for big bouts in the U.S. Also, it severely impacts the UFC, who is not only headquartered in Vegas, but also holds bouts at the UFC Apex Center, which is there in Vegas. On top of that, they host three to four events annually at the T-Mobile Arena. The WBO joins the IOC in postponing events instead of 2021. Right now, the WBO said that it's postponing things until June. Endeavor, the parent company for the UFC, announced a layoff of 250 staff members due to COVID-19. Dana White said no UFC staff members have lost their job during a live video on Instagram. Dana says a lot of things, though. Like he said, he had a closed location for UFC 249, but he wouldn't share where it was. Then he said it was 99.9% final, but until the docs have been signed, he can't say officially. To me, sounds like that location is the same place that his Zufa boxing CEO is, who was never revealed, and White recently said that he's not going into that business anymore. My suspicions were confirmed when he went on Tyson's show recently and said there were four to five locations in play. White seems dead set on getting this fight done to supposedly restore normalcy in the country. There's even advertising for purchase of the pay-per-view on ESPN+. Convincing the sports leader to do this shows his ability to sell. Can he come through is the question. As many of you are aware, John Jones ran afoul of the law again, incurring four different charges related to DWI and firearms. The maximum penalty for these is six months in custody. Connie Westside, Rick Sincere, and I talk about this in a reaction time video. So please subscribe to MTMV Sports on YouTube and you'll be notified when it drops. In our prayer list for this episode, we keep Rob Whitaker and Liliana in our prayers, as well as all those impacted by COVID-19, both in and outside of the fighting industry. Obviously, this is a combat sports podcast, so we are focusing on and considering those fighters who are impacted. I mean, you got fighters who spent money on camps and they can't fight. You got those who are being told, yes, UFC 249 is going to take place, but they have no assurances because they have been spending money. You have those who went to the United Kingdom for the UFC London fight and they weren't compensated. So definitely praying for everyone. This is a difficult time for everybody. And the fighters are not left out as far as this is concerned. Birthdays this past week were Cowboy Cerrone, Jake and Joe Ellenberger, Vanessa Mello, Paige Van Zant, 
Sabina Mazzo, Bellator standouts Fabian Edwards and Mike Kimball, the Super Samoan Mark Hunt, and former Bellator champion Joe Soto. Up next, we are going to play an interview that I did with Eric Heron earlier this month. I had not released it. I didn't quite know when I wanted to release it, but I got it all edited. I was going to put it out and I decided last week, I was like, okay, let me give the people something this week. And I decided to put it out this week. This was before all the John Jones stuff went down. I actually put out something via social media the day before it happened saying, be on the lookout for this episode of the main car. So I am not trying to capitalize on the issues that John Jones has had. It's just this is the time frame I decided to do it. Happens to coincide with everything that's happened with John Jones. Uh, we talk about a lot in this interview. Much of it doesn't deal with John Jones, but John Jones is the reason that I interviewed Eric. Because of his song, John Jones, which is an excellent, excellent song. But enough talk about it. On the other side of this break, you will hear my discussion with Eric Heron. I pray that you enjoy it. What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, MTMV Sports, Fights Correspondent, and I have just a, a someone that I've been wanting to get to know and talk to as soon as I heard one of his newest releases. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that. But let me introduce the one, the only, Eric Heron of Eric Heron Music. And please tell me that I pronounced your last name correctly. If I did not, charge it to my head and not my heart, because I meant to ask you before we got started how to pronounce your last name. No, that was perfect, man. You nailed it. It's uh, oh. it's Heron. I get a, uh, since I started, I've gotten some Herons and some... Uh, some other different funky pronunciations, but you nailed it, man. Eric Aaron. Cool, cool. Well, I know that uh, you were born in San Antonio, Texas, and that you are of Cuban-American descent, so I wasn't sure if the R was trilled or not. I mean, it's only one. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I Um, wasn't sure. Question for you, and I share with you uh, before we got started that uh, I am a Nigerian American. Mm-hmm. I'm. I know that the Alamo is there in San Antonio, so lots of Latinos there. This is where the U.S. took or attempted to start uh, taking Mexico or parts of Mexico from uh, from the Mexicans and, and incorporate into the U.S. But you're of Cuban descent. How did that work out? Sure. Yeah. So I was actually uh, raised my whole life in San Antonio from from like when I was six months old. But I was actually born in Miami, Florida, which is like the nexus of uh, yes. Cuban Americans. 
Um, and so for work, my dad, when I was like six months old, we moved to San Antonio. Um, and so I can see where that confusion comes because in San Antonio, it's almost purely of, of Mexican descent, the Latino culture. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm enjoying it here in San Antonio. I've been here for two decades, as weird as that to say. Nice. Uh, there's there's a few of us Cubans here, but it's majority uh, Mexican culture. All right, yeah, understandable, and that that's uh, that explains it. Because when I read through, I was like, okay, Latino in from South Texas, yeah, right, <laughs> Texas, but you're Cuban. It's like all right, sure. that 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 makes sense. Uh, if you said you were Nigerian and or of Nigerian descent, and you were from Texas, that would make sense because that was a big stopping off point for a lot of Nigerians entering the U.S. That's the reason why. Okay. Yeah. So you learn something new every day. I didn't even know that. That's why you um, you see Kamaru Usman calling uh, Texas home and, and uh, Molawal, both of them okay. Nigerians, both of them Yoruba, and both of them... Living in Texas. Living in Texas, yeah. Mo was Where's born. Usman out of? Let's see. Uh, Dallas, I believe. He's Dallas. in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. My dad, when he came to the U.S., he came to Dallas. So lots and lots of uh, of Nigerians in uh, the Dallas and or Houston area. So cool. Cool. Yeah, All right. Awesome. You play baseball at the prestigious Georgetown University. I did. Yeah. And you start making music in your dorm room there. How did that happen? So growing up, I was in band um i wish i had done choir because it would have improved my singing but uh you know we we played instruments as a as a kid i was in band in middle school um and so i'd always like kind of flirted with music but never but never really got into it until like my later high school years and then in college music had just become a passion of mine that like i couldn't ignore anymore because i wanted to do it um i had loved just the idea of producing music especially hip-hop um by that time and and uh aside from baseball practice and studying uh, my free time was just basically in the um the library at georgetown had a like a production room like a media room and so we spent as many hours as we could there just producing and and rapping and just honing my craft and i'm glad no one can hear that stuff because it, it it wasn't very good um but it was fun man and i just started developing a, a knack for it and so throughout those those four years, I didn't start at Georgetown. I was there for my junior and senior because I transferred um, from a different school for baseball reasons. But once I got to Georgetown is when I really started getting into the music thing. And it, I guess life just kind of lucked out in that way that it had that production room. My roommate, since I was a transfer, you get in with transfer students. And my roommate was a music producer. And that was completely random. Um, so that's just like kind of maybe life telling you. You should pursue this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, what did you major in when you were there? So I majored in economics. I have a minor in music. Um, they didn't have a, they didn't offer a major in music. Uh, if so, I probably would have majored in that. But I majored in economics there. All right. All right. And I want to congratulate you on uh, matriculating there and, and getting your degree. That's uh, appreciate that's you, not man. a small feat especially today and now uh, you were able to do it on scholarship too which i know was a true blessing so sure know. for sure man right. yeah something I'm super proud of man i appreciate you my pleasure all right so one of the first times that i was really exposed to you was when you released the duos project with on beat 
Okay. Love it. Love uh, Hente. Actually, my favorite song off of uh, that project is Clickbait. Oh, my goodness. That's really that's okay. Special. Yes, that cool. is my joint. myself likes follows retweets hollow insta high follow way down how low likes follows retweets hollow insta high follow way down how low that clickbait yeah 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 that clickbait how did that collaboration come about? So back when I first started releasing, I started releasing music in 2017, which was my senior year of college. And so after college, I had moved back home to San Antonio. Um, and word had kind of gotten around, I guess, OB had heard my, uh, one of the songs I had released or something like that. I just remember we got to communicating online. And it turns out OB's from San Antonio as well. Oh, wow. Uh, and so at that time, he was still living there. So we linked up in San Antonio uh, for a couple months and started just making music together. Um, and it kind of led to where it just made sense that we decided, hey, if you want to you want to move in as roommates, because um, at that point he, we were thinking about moving to Oklahoma, where the artist Dylan Chase, um, who's on that song Clickbait, lived. Um, and there was an area out there that was that was cheap and just made sense for our time and so we we got something moved in and just made music for like we lived there for a little over a year in oklahoma okay uh, just making music and that's where actually where he met his now wife and now they live in canada <laughs> <laughs> wow but, uh, but yeah man so throughout that that year that we were living there in oklahoma we were working with dylan me and him were working almost every night on songs um and those seven songs are the cut down list of what we uh what we were able to make nice nice now, this is the, uh, or I should say, I am the FICE correspondent for MTNV Sports. Uh, so, you know, we are unashamedly Christian. Uh, we got Ooh. rappers uh, in the group. You know, uh, El Capitan is Rick Sincere. So, you know, we we love the, the rap music, the gospel rap music. Um, I'm sure my age saying that term. Anyway. <laughs> gospel rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, speaking of, of Oklahoma and that area, I can remember uh, having "Rapping for Jesus" by Stephen Wiley. Yeah, and that came straight out of uh, out of that area. It's all we had. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we had. Um, you're an MMA fan. 
you're obviously an MMA fan by releasing a song named John Jones and you released it on the weigh-in day of his most recent fight. How did you get into MMA? Oh, man, I've been watching mixed martial arts. When When I was younger, I took a lot of mixed martial arts classes. I had a black belt when I was like 12 in Taekwondo. Taekwondo, when uh, we were talking about before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, and then a little later on, I did um, some judo and some other martial arts classes, um, and it, so I was kind of like a casual fan for for a really long time, just kind of watching from a distance, maybe buy a fight here or there. And now, man, I feel like bought in. Um, I'm starting to do some some mixed martial arts classes myself. We really get into the the sport of it, like the technical aspect. And obviously, if you become a fan of MMA, the one of the first names, if not the first name you're going to hear about is John Jones, who is, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, and, and in a lot of, of consensus opinions, probably the pound for pound greatest fighter ever. Right. Um, and so I became a fan of John Jones immediately, you know, in the ring, it's kind of undisputed how great he is. Right. Um, he's had troubles outside the ring and all that stuff. And I can't tend to just not, that's, that's just life, man. And I'm not here to worry about other people's personal life. man. So, uh, from from all I can see in his intentions, he's he's trying to better himself as a human being and as a mixed martial arts fighter. And, hey, what more can you ask for, man? Just right. be better and everything. And that's awesome to see. So I think about a month or two ago, we sat down and we're like, yo, John's got a fight coming up. It's great small time. We have this beat here. It's like, man, I really get the vibe that this is like, I could see John walking out to this. And we just started mm. right. And uh and that's what it came out to, just feeling I'm on that line, I'm on my John Jones. Uh, it's kind of what we were vibing to. And so we just laid that down and ended up sounding sounding pretty cool. And uh... Too much to knock it back up And I bring the house down Whenever the odds are stacked up against me I know no weapon for a shop Hosper is tempting to quit now But I'm refusing the offer Feeling like a champion I can't sleep no ambient Feeling every beat I'm landing on Through infinity and beyond This ain't like I work for this I'ma show y'all what urgent is Never been way more certain, man Ain't nobody more deserving, man
And yeah, so we, we took a gamble almost. Well, not really a gamble because I knew he was going to pull it through. Uh, we took a gamble <laughs> releasing it the night before, right? Because it'd be funny if he released the song and then he ends up losing that next night. But we had faith, you know, he was going to pull it. That was a, I don't know if you got the chance to see that. John oh, Ray. yeah. And it was, I guess, a bit controversial. Um, yeah, I, I would uh, I would be in, I don't know if it's the majority or the minority uh, that mm-hmm. thought that he lost that fight. But then again. I think that's the majority of fans who think that he might, he, he lost. I know I, I rewatched it a couple times, man, and I think he that round three mm-hmm. is uh, this is where we start getting into like technical terms. So someone who doesn't know MMA, sorry, that round three is kind of iffy whether who Jones or Reyes won, um, and so either, it was either Jones or Reyes three two. I feel like um, and where that controversy comes is that one judge who had a four one. Yeah, um, that's that's, that's, that's a joke. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that yeah, was that, a joke. Now. On my scorecard, I actually, if I had any round as a swing round, it was two. Two, two was more of a swing round for me. I didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch it because I went out to see it versus purchasing it. But to me, when two was over, I was like, hmm, who had I that wonder one? who they're going to give that one to. The rally at the end of three, to me, made that round definitely a round for uh, Rez. It was close. But sure. I think he did more damage at that time to to do again to give him only the first round and give all four other rounds. That's indefensible. Oh, no shot that Jones won four rounds. I can tell you that. I don't think anyone besides maybe that judge thought that. I think though it's it's how how clear that fight was. You got guys who are who are legends in sport like Daniel Cormier saying how close it was that he couldn't even really judge it as purely as as this guy won, this guy won, right? So. I think what kind of pulls it away, and this is kind of based on ideology of MMA, right? It's like those championship rounds and do they matter more? Um, and I thought four and five, Jones clearly won. Um, yeah. He was aggressing the whole time, just outstriking. I think Reyes, did he, has he ever had a five round fight before? I don't think He's so. never fought five rounds before. He's okay. been scheduled to fight five rounds. As a matter of fact, his uh, last fight, the one that got him, this one, versus Chris Weidman was supposed to be a five-round fight. Five. But I believe, if I remember correctly, he took care of him in the first. So right, uh, lots of training, but did not have to utilize all of it. Yeah, and I think I think you can tell there. I mean, you're going against a guy who's 15 championship fights. Man, in Jones, man, he was just ready. He's done five-round fights basically his whole career. Um, but, yeah. man, credit to Reyes because he came in there you think going against John Jones, you'd be a little timid or, or scared going against the GOAT, man. He didn't care. He came out swinging. Looked really good, and, and Jones pulled it off, man. So I'm happy because we get to uh, uh, blast John Jones loud and proud, and he's the winner, man. But again, props to Reyes, man. That was a crazy fight. Really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, again, fortunately, it worked out. Reminded me after hearing the song of Tyron Woodley's first single which he also released around the same time of one of his title fights and you know, he had a lot of, yeah had a lot of pressure on himself uh for doing that but did like he win Woodley, that fight? yeah he did he did he did that's pretty boss status about, right there <laughs> make a song you got a song talking about beating somebody and you and it's released and you lose that's yeah. not a good look so yeah uh, that's kind of how we felt yeah. so luckily we got that done man all right. Now, we talked about the fact that you 
or of Cuban descent, talked about the fact that I'm of Nigerian descent. On March 8th, you have the rising star in Israel Adesanya facing off against my dude. I love the social god. Love Romero. Yeah, man. This is the first time that he'll be fighting that I won't be rooting for him. For Romero? Uh, yeah, for Romero. I, I, I got to go with Izzy. Izzy, uh, like I said, not only is he Nigerian, he's Yoruba, just like me. As a matter of fact, he may have a part of one of my names as one of his names. I know really? uh, okay. Anthony Joshua does. Uh, Joshua's, one of Joshua's middle names is Oluwafemi. Where mine is Olu family, so but anyway, I digress. Yeah, and, gotcha, and, man. yeah, dude. What a another another scheduled man. This whole summer string of fights, because then you got Khabib and Ferguson after that. Uh, yes, but yeah, I mean, just in terms of what's good for the the growth of the sport, people like Adesanya and Romero, and just those personalities, um, mm-hmm. how likable they are. Um, how well in touch they are, how they how they market themselves and stay in touch with the fans, man. Both of them are super likable people, right? And it just so happens that it's going to be one heck of a fight. Um, I'm now, looking there's forward another to fight, though, that is pitting Nigeria versus Cuba uh, that's being talked about, which is Usman versus Masvidal. Masvidal. So. So what, I know yeah, what are your thoughts about from that? Miami is he? I'm assuming he's a yes. Cuban descent. Okay. Yes. Now is that one? I've heard rumors, but is that one like scheduled? Like it's, signed up it's to go? not a done deal, but they're working to get it done for International Fight Week. Gotcha. Okay. When when is that? Uh, first week in July. That'd be like two fifty one or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, man. So I've I've heard rumors of that. I've heard rumors of Masvidal facing McGregor. So we'll see. I think it'd be a heck of a fight. Usman is man. Usman's a killer, though. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Masvidal could take him on, but again, man, Masvidal's like a personality that's that's great for the sport. So we'll see if that one gets scheduled. Gonna be hype. If the other one gets scheduled, gonna be hype, man. That uh, that welterweight division is kind of my favorite just because that's around like the size I'm at. So I mm-hmm. kind of get invested into it. Start weight cutting with those guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's too two major fights and i know romero's like from cuba right 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 yeah right. Um, so yeah that's cool man just to see how many fighters from uh, how global the sport's becoming it'll be fun man I'm, i'll definitely be tuning in i don't know if i'm going out or or buying the fights but i'll, I'll definitely be tuning into both of them we here at mtmv sports when we're interviewing people we like to find out what things we can do for them, how we can be a blessing and help them. So what's one thing that you're working on that we here at MTNV Sports, as well as our our fans all over, can do to support you in accomplishing? Sure, man. Um, I think, you know, at the basis of any music career, when it comes down to it, it's just the music in itself, right? You know, so there's a lot of of marketing and business side to everything. But at the end of the day, uh, just making quality music and connecting on a personal level with a fan base and, and sharing a story is is the most important thing, right? And so uh, I've just been working every day, every night in the studio, just making music for a day and age where, and you gotta be releasing content very, very consistently and all the time in order just to stay relevant. Um, mm. 
And so that's something this year where we've been working. I got about 20, 25, almost 30 songs just ready to go, ready to release uh, and to to stay with that demand, man. So if anyone likes the music, wants to support, you know, following me on Spotify, you just just streaming the music is about as good as it gets. And then obviously on my end, my job is just to make quality music and be as authentic as possible, man. Cool. Is there anywhere that we could go specifically if we wanted to purchase it? You know, may I have some uh, aspiring DJs out there like myself who want to put it in their mixes and things. Uh, Is there uh, a specific place where we could purchase the music uh, that would be of best benefit and interest to you? Sure. So I got it on my website. I'd have to look into just because nowadays everything in the streaming age, right? It's all about streaming platforms if someone really wanted to purchase it um i have like contact on my social media and my website that they can that they can contact me and we can figure something out on that end um just because man there's even itunes which is one of the last few places where you can actually buy music is going away at the right. end of the year right so okay. we can purchase from itunes or contact you uh to make purchases now as far as us being in prayer for you what give me a long-term goal that we can be praying with you about? Sure, man. Um, you know, I'm 26 now in my mid twenties. Um, just got a lot of life choices, big decisions coming up uh, ahead of me, uh, not just the music, but you know, in every, in, in general. Regarding your, your career and the decisions and things that you have coming up, definitely we'll be praying with you regarding that. Again, the, your, your catalog, Everything that's out there is wonderful. Make sure you go to Spotify, follow Eric Heron. Is Aaron Eric Heron music on Spotify or just Eric Heron? Just Eric Heron on Spotify, yeah. All right. I think my socials are Eric Heron music, but the artist um, name is just Eric Heron. Follow that, stream it. If you want to buy it, use iTunes for the time being or reach out on the contact. Keep checking the page from time to time for merch and other ways to support and be praying about all the decisions and just life that lies ahead of Eric Heron. This has been great. Appreciate your time so much. Of course, man. Of course. All right. It's your man, The Voice, MTNV Sports, Fights Correspondent with Eric Heron. God bless and keep it together. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. This has been episode 123 of the main card. As promised, I will bring content to you monthly. Due to Dana's obsession with making Khabib Tony happen, I'm sure I'll have something to share with you in the coming weeks. Make sure you're subscribing to MTMV Sports on your favorite podcast platform. Tell a friend about the show. And if you're loving what we do, please leave us a five-star review. 
COVID-19 has not stopped MTNV Sports from giving you content regularly. Tune in to GH3 Radio on Dash Radio Network every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern, 9 Central for the MTNV Sports and Music Show. If you're not one of Dash Radio's 10 million listeners, get the app and or go to Dash.com on your computer because you're missing out. As I shared in headlines and hot takes, a reaction time about John Jones will be dropping via YouTube. That's also the first place to catch the Huddle Up Weekly. It's an entertaining debate about current sports events that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Until next time, it's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. Host of the MTMV main card. Fight the good fight. And I'm sounding off.